Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to an eclipse episode of Weirdly Magical with Jen and Lou. And I am Lou, and I am an astrologer and writer. And I am Jen, and I am an as what am I? Uh, an Akashic reader and the creator of the Illuminating Journey cards. Awesome, which are fabulous, by the way. So today, Jen and I are going to um, talk mainly about the upcoming first of three eclipses, which is on July the 12th. And um, this one takes place at, I'm just looking at the time, 8.47 p.m. Mountain. So 7.47 p.m. Pacific. 10 47 p.m eastern and that makes it 3 47 a.m on the 13th in the uk i believe <laughs> just just yeah. my mental arithmetic there and and this eclipse is at 20 degrees of cancer and opposing pluto who has retrograded back to 20 degrees and zero minutes of Capricorn and and that's a very tight opposition on the eclipse. Um, to add to that energy we also have Mars um, coming up to make his retrograde pass of the south node in Aquarius so we'll talk to speak to that a little bit. And one other energy that's quite prevalent in the eclipse chart is an Earth grand trine between Uranus in Taurus, Venus in Virgo, and retrograde Saturn in Capricorn. So I think we'll speak to all of those. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go first this time, if that's okay. I just want to give my take a little bit on this, uh, because this... This um, eclipse is the first one of this um, of this series to be in Cancer and Capricorn, because what makes an eclipse is an eclipse is its proximity to the Moon's nodes. And whilst the Moon's nodes are still in Leo and Aquarius, and the next two eclipses will be in on the Leo Aquarius axis. The sun and the moon are, it's a partial eclipse, so the sun and the moon are quite far away from the moon's nodes, and they're in Cancer and Capricorn, or sorry, the sun and moon are in Cancer, and the next eclipses after this, this three, this, these three, will be in Cancer and Capricorn going forward. So we're kind of beginning a shift into new energy. And now the energy of cancer is very much about um, safety and protection and the home and your feelings. And it's the mother and it's very connected with your um, ancestry as well. Um, the moon it represents the mother also and cancer is ruled by the moon. So this is a very powerful um, eclipse, even though it's a partial eclipse because the moon is in her own sign. And what makes it even more powerful and transformational is this opposition to Pluto. 
Now, Pluto um, is about death and rebirth and transformation of all kinds. Pluto relentlessly transforms, and he's been in Capricorn for several years now. And Capricorn represents the patriarchy and our institutions and the rules and the rules we all live by, not just the com community rules. And so you can see that this eclipse, just looking at the opposition with Pluto, has, has the power to begin some tremendous transformations and really push us out of our comfort zones and um, push us to learn to create our own rules and our own safety zones and really stop relying on outside support to create our own structures. Now that's my initial take on it. What about you, Jen? Well, fascinating, isn't it? So for me, I'm looking at uh, right now the numbers, which we have the 20 degrees for the sun and moon or um, you know, 20 degrees, 41. So between 20 and 21. The date is the 12th in some of the world and the 13th in some of the world. Uh, and then uh, the Pluto, that uh, strong opposition, talked about also at 20 degrees. Uh, so this is really fascinating because, first of all, we are in an 11 year, which is you know, 2 plus 1 plus 8, which makes an 11. So 1 and 1 makes 2. And 2 is the, um, the energy of uh, coming to terms with who we are in terms of uh, there's one of the sayings I use is be a diplomat, not a doormat. That's a very two energy. It's that idea of how do you set boundaries uh, to be who you are? How do you bring the polarities together? And part of this is some of what you were talking about in terms of, of rules. Like we have a lot of rules out in the world and those rules are about a lot of them are about what other people have created the establishment has created a lot of rules that may not work for us but we've been following along just doing the right thing kind of just giving in to other people's rules uh, pleasing and and doing things that don't make us feel good and here's this energy coming in especially with the 11 coming down to the two uh, which is kind of insisting that we choose because two is about choo choosing two is also about connection so in order to have that more powerful connection more powerful rules or more powerful way to live we have to we have to kind of bring our energy into these rules and we have to establish new rules which is what this is about this idea of um you know, this new mother energy coming in to confront the, uh, the government, the old rules and change them for some kind of change because that's what the two is about. It's about balancing or bringing together the polarities, making those connections and being willing to compromise on the things that uh, we can compromise on. But we have to know who we are. We have to really be in touch with what's true for us so that we can compromise with ease because two is the first number of uh, bringing things into the material world interesting that the 20 is called the ancient chaldeans called the 20 the awakening so mm -hmm. this number is about 
coming to that moment in our lives and going, I've put up with all this stuff. I don't know what's happening. And now suddenly I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with the old way. And I think this very much ties into what you're saying, that idea with Pluto, with this energy of, of the mothering energy or the root of who we are, that cancer energy, um, being illuminated in our own sign and that idea of, of the light shining under the rock and us shifting that energy between like, you know, it's almost like we're growing a new uh, uh, skin or crabs mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, hard case around them. And it's like, that's being ripped off, taken apart. And we're, we're waking like, wait, I don't need that old stuff. I need something different. And so there's that energy of the, the, the 20, and also the dates are interesting. The 12th, the 12th is a number that gives us an opportunity to grow and to find joy and discovery from what we've learned. So an integration of learning or to choose to remain a victim. Uh, for this month, we're in a seven months. So it's about coming to terms with our truth, our beliefs, really looking within, researching, finding out what it is that we, you know, what is our wisdom that we want to live by. Uh, so that's interesting too. Mm. The universal uh, month is an 18, which is a nine. And our calendar year is an 18. So we have this doubling happening, the 18, it's a nine. The powerful thing about a nine month is that every day repeats itself twice. So while we have a 12 day, in the universal, it's a 23, so it comes to three. They both come to three, so it doubles the energy that's happening. Mm -hmm. It's very powerful as these awakenings are happening. The energy is being intensified. And the 18 is this number about uh, breaking the hard shell of our ego or the need to be ruled by our ego. So again, it's that confrontation with an old way of being and an opportunity to bring in a new way of being, which can be uh, kind of jump-started or pushed into it by crisis mode, right? And a crisis happening, which makes us go, I can't live the way I have. And I do have to say, looking at the astro astrological chart for the eclipse, there is quite a lot of crisis energy in this. And that's not to say, you know, crisis, people are afraid of the word. But usually crisis actually just means something coming to a head where you have to make a decision, um, you know. And it can be something, you know, kind of in um, powerfully crazy, but um, it doesn't always have to be. We, we kind of go through crises all the time you know, but this one has a lot of crises energy, a lot of shifting and um, a lot. I, I see an awful lot of um, energy of learning from the past as well in this chart. So yes, it's breaking the rules that you currently love, live under, but it's not disregarding everything in the past. It's, um, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Um, it's because cancer is about the home, the family, the ancestors, the past. Pluto is about the grandmother. And um, to 
kind of switch to the nodes. The south node is in Aquarius. And interestingly, Aquarius has this, this mix of old and new. It's a strange sign. It's strangely conservative being a fixed sign, but yet it's very futuristic. And, I've, and we are moving into the astrological age of Aquarius. And with Mars approaching that south node again, I think we're being brought to a crisis point where we bring in the best of the old to work in a new way, mm. if that makes sense. And I've been saying this for quite a long time. And, and this, this opposition with Pluto really brings that feel into me, in for me as well. And also the Earth Grand Trine with Venus, Saturn and Uranus. Um, the two rulers there of Aquarius, Saturn and Uranus, involved in it in the Earth Grand Trine. It has a underneath this kind of forced change, um, relentless change energy in the eclipse. It has this grounded energy of really being able to bring some some strong healing and almost a coming back down to earth. I, you know, I very much go by what pops into my head intuitively with these things. And, and over the last week or so, or longer, looking at this chart, I keep having, you know, I'm not saying we're going to do away with all technology and things, but I really feel like people are being pulled more towards some of the older ways. You know, it's, it's become overwhelming, the modern world. And people want to go back to more kind of village mentality and and back to the earth and back to simpler ways and that underlying the eclipse um feels to me like this is being brought in so. yeah it's just kind of fascinating i think for me what i i uh, i look at is this idea of and i agree with you with this idea that First of all, being in Aquarius, right? This Mars thing and 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 uh, uh, nodes. Of course, Aquarius is a tribal uh, aspect. It's also the aspect of uh, of science in the sense of looking at things dispassionately and making choices. So it's not uh, cruelty, but it is a coldness which sometimes is needed when we're going through change. It's like we're looking at the past and going what is valuable and almost like you say skipping beyond the uh, um, the more recent past and our wounding and mm -hmm. the idea of who we think we are and reaching further back into what is the value of who i am and and kind of picking it apart and going okay what is it that will give me the expression to be who i am or to experience who i am in this experience which is about choosing some of the good things. Like we're very um, conditioned to choose a lot of the shitty things or look at the shitty things in our lives and go, wow, that was a terrible thing. That happened, that happens. Kind of this talking about crisis, but this is like this crisis in terms of, uh, it keeps us in a way, in, in a model of crisis in, in terms of my terrible things are happening. People are treating me badly. Uh, people aren't respecting me. I'm not getting what I deserve. Mm. Those are all kind of negative aspects of crisis or living. Whereas there's a lot of positive aspects of crisis in terms of 
I, I've, I can, there's a pattern I'm breaking through. I'm breaking away from this old thinking here. For me, when I'm looking at Pluto and the moon, plus the aspect of the, 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 the grand trine with uh, um, Venus and Ceres, there of course series is there too with venus yeah that's right and series is the, the 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 earth mother the you know in the old stories of pluto uh, taking her daughter down you know grabbing her and taking her underground and bringing the earth to a standstill in terms of creation so there the thing is that nothing continues forever like you just can't grow things all the time mm -hmm. so the earth does need a fallow period and so this is the same thing of being discerning about the crisis. Like, how are we reading what is happening to us? How are we choosing to interpret? Is it something negative, which it can be? Or what is the, the more interesting and more um, positive? And when I say positive in terms of what is it that you really want? Do you really want to get to that place of being somebody who's at ease on earth? and knowing the polarity of yourself and being able to find the balance, or do you want to be in conflict with people, which mm -hmm. is the other aspect of the 20, right? This here is we, we're in this, uh, this polarity right now of dealing with good and evil. Like we've named these things and they're very extreme. And of course, uh, Pluto and Ceres and all of these, these and the sun and moon, they, they um, kind of, expand on that right mm -hmm, we can mm -hmm. point to someone say oh they're the evil person here's a, i'm the good person and there's <laughs> a lot of that going on which is good first to kind of get clear but then at some point you have to go okay done with that let's move on to the next experiment let's move up like jump up to um you know how do i internalize and accept the darker side of myself the darker side of what i see in humanity and still be in divine resonance, still be able to live in joy on this earth and mm. not be caught up in judgment because they're caught up in judgment. Just look, what you were saying about a simpler life, regardless of whether it's simpler because we're digging in the garden and we're living with our friends and we don't have all this, you know, we're not hooked into to technology. Uh, there are some good things about technology. And oh, absolutely. And they were just examples. Oh, no, I know, yeah. I know you're not saying that. Yes. Thing. But I'm just using it as an example of discernment, right? Mm -hmm. We get to pick and choose what is it that's necessary or otherwise we're totally distracted and we can't mm -hmm. really be who we came here to be. You can't shine your light fully when it's, you know, you're shining it in every direction. Exactly. And, and, you know, to go back to the nodes again, the South Node in Aquarius with Mars about to pass over again, which will happen actually on July the 19th. Um, Aquarius is, uh, the South Node in Aquarius also represents our sense of alienation. And this kind of builds on what you were saying too, Jen, you know, because the North Node is in Leo, which is ruled by the heart. And um, so, yes, there's this energy of, um, of, um, detachment of looking with detachment at everything that you talked about but there's also an element Mars cuts things out and a lot of people in this in this modern world feel quite alienated from each other and mm. um, and you know and I think a lot of us are are feeling the urge with these eclipses in Aquarius and Leo to 
connect at the heart to really connect with people and you can do that through the internet so as you were saying it doesn't necessarily mean doing away with all this it just me i'm i'm reminded of when you and i both really first started on um on the social media marketing um track together jen um we were told to look at the numbers always you know um how many followers do you have how many this do you have it was not about um there was talk of engagement but there was a lot of talk about the numbers as well and it was like more 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 and well i think we're all realizing that more isn't necessarily better (laughs) more is exhausting more is exhausting and overwhelming, as I said, yeah. And the North Node in, in Leo is really about opening your heart and actually reconnecting with people at a deeper level and at a more joyful level rather than this um, this very, you know, I don't want to um, to kind of diss Aquarian energy because it has huge strengths, but it is the South Node in this chart and the south node is what we're moving away from so we tend to look at the more negative qualities so it's it's moving away from this never quite feeling like you fit in anywhere it's about opening your heart up and really um getting to know people at a deeper level and that leads into the cancer of kind of your family and your home and really connecting at this more emotional um in a more emotional way i'd say yeah you know and that's so so interesting because when i'm listening to you and i'm looking at the chart for me what strikes me about all of this is part of the alienation we feel is because we have this polarity like i'm <laughs> look at everyone else they're successful they've got it all <laughs> which kind of exasperated because we're on social media all the time and we're seeing all these fake things like we don't know if it's real or fake it, it looks real right there's that like oh this is they're they're successful they've got it they've figured it out and so it creates more alienation because they look so perfect and to me i look at this idea of the uh this uh, the whole aquarius aspect which is very curious and uh, innovative, giving us that opportunity to go, I'm choosing not to be alienated. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to find my tribe or to go back to my family and look at them through the eyes of love instead of separation, through the eyes of connection. Absolutely. Uh, Right? So there's that energy in this chart, which I think is very very strong. There's strong energy of... um, cooperation Mm, there oh there is indeed and i do want to mention um because it's so in the in my face to me that um that this eclipse is very much affecting the usa um and like all the eclipses have over you know since the total eclipse last august particularly Um, Because Black Moon Lilith is exactly on um, the USA's Pluto on this eclipse. And the eclipse itself, the sun and the moon, are conjunct um, the USA's Mercury. So those of us in the USA are going to experience probably the biggest seismic changes um, coming from without or geopolitically as well. And... um, as well as the internal seismic changes that this eclipse is bringing. 
and I do, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those doom and gloom astrologers, but I do want to warn everybody that things are going to be quite contentious. There's probably going to be quite a lot of angry energy, especially, um, you know, the Facebook keyboard warriors and things with that Mars crossing the South Node. And, you know, I only warn you, really, the listeners, so that you can choose not to be that person, not to get involved, because things are going to unfold. Pluto, as I've mentioned before, is relentless. Black Moon Lilith on on the USA's Pluto is really going to uncover some some big stuff, I think. Jupiter turns direct on the 10th, two days before the eclipse. At the, and of course, Jupiter's in Scorpio, which is ruled by Pluto. <laughs> and that's at 13 degrees. And maybe Jen can talk about that in a second. So, you know, there is quite a lot of, um, well, I say the word again, seismic energy of change. Um you know, I'm going to say watch the news. I'm not going to say sit watching the news 24 hours a day, but watch for what's happening in the news because I think there's going to be some big things occurring. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. It's big things occurring, but this is the exciting. We have to remember that this earthquake energy we're in, in this energy of, of, of tremendous change, which is... Um, kind of a blasting energy it's not a soft energy it's it's very uh, uh, there is definite change being made and we are changing and the world we're living in and certainly in the USA there's a lot of change happening and this idea with the voice you know being on mercury the idea of the expression of Mm. us standing up which is what this conflict is all about it's coming out of our holes where we've been hiding and and waiting for someone else to tell us what to do mm-hmm. and like well there's no one else so i have to do it so the understanding is again that discernment like you were saying is if you are choosing to hello are you there <laughs> we've lost you jen for a second hello I'm just going to pause the recording while I find out what's happened to Jen. Okay. So Jen's back, everybody. I'll let her continue. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're talking about discernment and, and change, like, you know, the excitement of change. It's, it's like the discernment, what you decide to put your energy into. This is Morris's, lesson to us as well as when you're bringing all these different energies of Pluto and Uranus together this new innovation is about us deciding do I want to stay in that low level sandbox where I'm playing with people you know I'm shooting peas at people or do I want to lift myself above that and focus my energy in a more uh, uh, intentional way Mm-hmm. So that's the point of this discernment or this energy, this busting away. The crisis energy is about making us choose where are we putting our energy? Mm-hmm. How are we allowing? You know, this is a time to listen in and let that information settle and then take action. So this is um, 
divine action or what do you call it? Action where we're following our intuition. We're not just throwing balls at everyone. We're focusing in and really putting our energy where it counts, being who we are and showing up as that. Interesting, the 13 in Jupiter and Jupiter just having gone uh, uh, forward is uh, the 13 is the divine goddess energy. And there is so much divine goddess energy in this chart that has been going on. There's a lot that's been going on. It really is, feels like to me, it's the writing of the female energy Mm -hmm. coming into its own power and saying, I'm here, I'm an equal player. Well, if we want to be an equal player, then we have to move ourselves away from that blaming stuff, from the victimization stuff. It's not like you can't say what happened and what is happening. You can say it, but be dispassionate about it if you can and focus where you want to go with this. Pointing fingers doesn't really take you in a direction have the direction and focus your energy, your talk, your conversation. Cause again, we're about, this is about communication. This uh, time we're in this eclipse mm-hmm. is about communicating who you are getting clearer and clearer. So the 13 and remembering that in the rest of the world or much of the world, this eclipse is happening on the 13th and the 13 is the number of sudden change. So it's a very uranious number. It's unexpected change, shocking change, rapid change. It's going to force us to rebuild things. Like things are going to fall apart. The foundations that we've been on are falling apart and we're going to have to gather our strength, our discernment and choose what we're building. And this again uh, matches with the uh, you know the the Pluto and the Pluto and the Moon and all this stuff is that rebuilding choosing where are we building our new place our new shell and and what is it for like what's the focus and I do want to you know say because I may not have said it at the start that a solar eclipse is a new moon so it is a new beginning. And that adds to what Jen was saying about, you know, the rapid sudden change with Jupiter shifting direction at that number. And I I do want to mention as well that when um, when Jupiter entered Scorpio back in October, that was when the kind of resurgence of the Me Too movement happened. So we're going to see some something come up around that. And there is the potential for it to be, you know, really kind of moving, not beyond it, but moving forward with it, as Jen said, about not sitting in the victim mode, but about moving forward and doing something about it and saying, I'm not going to take this anymore. Kind of thing. <laughs> that was in the past, but let's move on and expand. And, and in Scorpio, this is about some deeply bonded, deep psychological um, kind of energy um, it looks can be quite magic magical so with Jupiter turning direct and retracing his steps of his retrograde I think there's going to be some resolution around the me too movement that will help people move forward I agree you know I think this time really is about 
new seeds are being planted because we're shifting the energy. And so it's like when you clean house, which is what we're doing, we're taking like the deepest, darkest secrets and we've been working through them and going, you know, oh, I feel all the shame. I'm supposed to be this certain person. I'm supposed to play a certain role because other people are telling me to and society is mm-hmm. telling me to. And now we're coming to that busting the damn energy where it's like, you know, the rage is so great that it's just burning down the walls and we're like, I, I don't care. Like, I have to speak up. I have to express myself. And we're being encouraged by the idea of the female energy rising and going. Because when we talk about the female energy, and we're not dissing the male energy, but we have been male-dominated for a long time. So when you the female is rising to to take her rightful place, the male has to kind of come down to to meet her. It's like that seesaw energy. And it's that aspect of the female part is our intuition. It's the side that shows us the path, that connects us to divine energy. The male energy is what gets us to act on mm-hmm. what is right. And, and when I say right, I mean right for us. What is the thing... What is the result? Like when we're looking at the Me Too movement, do we just want to go around pointing fingers forever or do we actually want to have change in our world? The change meaning individuals can say, no, I'm not, I'm not going to accept this and I, and I want to build a, you know, laws that are going to give me more freedom. So it's in this conflict that we begin to get clearer about what it is we desire and so we become much better communicating what it is we want and that gives us a bigger platform when we can speak more clearly when we can connect with our neighbors with our tribe with our villages then we can have that those discussions and people can go you know what what you're saying makes sense because we're not telling other people they're wrong we're just saying this is what i need and are you with me or would you like to help me and you know, it becomes a, a consensual act, an act of beginning, because a lot of this energy is about earth-based energy, making mm-hmm. these new rules and new ideas uh, real. And it kind of cracks me up that Black Moon Lilith is on, is exactly conjunct the Pluto of the USA <laughs> in this <laughs> eclipse, because Black Moon Lilith, I, I see her as our too muchness, where we've been told she's she was the original woman, if you like, in the in the myths. Mm-hmm. She was made equally with Adam before Eve came along. So, and she has been repressed and vilified for centuries. And here she is now on this eclipse going, I'm not taking any more of this shit. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm claiming my rightful position. Exactly. And she is quite ragey, but rightfully so. She's, you know, she is the righteous anger of, um, of the divine female that has been vilified for so long. Um, And again, yes, like Jen said, that's nothing against the men. It's not about taking over. This is about taking a rightful place um, next, male and female, next to each other, bringing balance back in. So, and it, it brings me back to the Dalai Lama's quote, actually, about the Western woman will save the world, because this is very focused on the USA, which is very much seen as the West, if you like. And here is Black Moon Lilith on the Pluto of the, of the USA chart. It's quite fascinating. 
Yes, it's fascinating. And I think the other aspect of this is this recognition that we have lived under these double standards. Right? Mm -hmm. On the surface, the USA has this whole thing about being this country of the free. Mm. And yet underneath, that, that's all been a big lie because underneath, women have still been playing those roles of servitude. Yeah. And, and taking, you know, lesser pay and, and letting the husband rule the roost and all these things, right? Mm -hmm. And this is nothing about, this, is, this, is, this goes way deeper than, you know, women working, becoming CEOs and, and becoming like a, a clone of a male. If yes, you, this yes, is way deeper than that. <laughs> a much higher um, resonance. Yeah. That. that was just, that was a, a, short, a smaller... A step up or staircase now we're this is the big leap up into mm. the big leagues where we're going uh, the energy you know just like the tale of the series series and uh, um, uh, um, Persephone uh, Persephone and Pluto right she was dragged down into the underworld so here we have the underworld and series is the you know the mother earth and the grain and, and bringing food and she was so uh, uh, distraught that her daughter was gone and nobody would help her mm -hmm. that she stopped bringing life into the world. And so that's when they had to take action. It's like, like who cares about a crying female, right? But now like, oh, we're not getting food. We're not getting things we need. Oh, we better go and, and make a compromise. So the compromise was six months she would stay underground, under in the underworld with Pluto, and six months she would come and live with her mother. And yes. this is what we're talking about right now. We're talking about this idea of coming to terms with that, you know, the equality of male and female, or the equality of the earth and the underworld. And the balance between the male and yes. the female, and the black and the white and everything. And, the, you know, it's, it goes so much higher in resonance, as you said. Well, you know, I think you wanted to talk about the Sabian symbol, I think, for this new uh, this solar eclipse. And I want to talk about a different symbol. So you go ahead and talk about the Sabian. OK, so the Sabian symbol for this um, month, for this uh, um, moon, it's uh, 21, 21 degrees Cancer, because this is 20.41, is a prima donna singing. So it's a symbol of an inevitable culmination for individual opportunity of an enduring contribution of skill and talent to whatever may be uh, the soul's recurrent and constant rediscovery of itself. So here the polarization of human values becomes a creative encouragement for the common man. And this is really what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. The idea that if you are somebody who is bursting to sing your song, as each of us are in our own way, this is the time to sing your song. When you start focusing on expressing your song and singing it you don't have time to worry about what someone else is doing what are the numbers you just get into that joyful place of singing and then uh taking what comes from that singing like maybe somebody comes to you and says oh uh, will you come and sing in my club or will you sign a record contract 
and then you follow those steps that open up to you that feel connected so it's about expressing yourself in the world instead of waiting for somebody to invite you to express yourself it's like just mm -hmm. be who you are be the magnificent self and bring that energy out into the world so then you won't have to worry about being a victim right because that thing of like, I'm not going to express myself because it's going to disturb somebody or they won't like me or I'll hear some complaints. None of that matters when you're just being you and just say, well, if they don't like it, they can walk away or, mm. or whatever. Maybe I'll meet some new people. It's the same idea of coming to terms with who we are as individuals, you know, with everything you know our farting and our burping and our weird hair and our weird bodies like this idea that we're going to be like oh if i just behave in the right way i'll have the right oh, oh my goodness my phone <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> it's always ringing when there's an important point I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sign from the universe it never rings at this time of day, but there you go. So funny. But that's the, you know, the idea that waiting to be invited or waiting to be perfect or thinking you need to look a certain way or be a certain way and you'll be so smooth and gorgeous and not have anything, you know, you won't burp, you won't do this. <laughs> and of course, that's so ridiculous because we're human. We're men. We're, you know, we have that animal side of us, which is wonderful. We're meant to burp and fart and, and have wrinkles and, and age and, and, and getting touched with this without despising who we are. Mm. So, and I wanted to actually read the Chandra symbol, which is, um, which are symbols that were created by um, Elias Lonsdale, an astrologer who, who in his book, Inside Degrees. And I think his symbols were channeled as the Sabian symbols were. And I always find they give another another wrinkle to um to these um energies and and this one uh, you know 21 degrees cancer and there is an element of focusing within with a cancer new moon because we have the sun and the moon together in the sign that represents our innermost emotions so if you think of that as i read the symbol so the actual symbol is high up on a mountain, an eagle's nest. And it says, heritage and birthright, the soul's inheritance, being granted a belongingness, an attunement to rarefied worlds, consciousness triumphant, maintaining the crown vista of universal essentials. You are imbued with natural wonders and treasures, wakeful, vigilant and clear you have superlative faculties of sifting through and finding what we all need to see here remarkably untouched by personal limitations and distortions called upon to uphold the truth and knowing it serene focused and unsentimental diving right to the place where the goods are impeccable skills used under constraint the finest accompanies each breath, the mark of previous karmic attainments of the highest kind, resuming where you left off, steady, self-assured and righteous in the best sense, beyond reproach. And, and you know, there's a lot in there to unpack, but I love these symbols because 
to my mind, this is really encapsulating a lot of what we've talked about. There's a lot of soul inheritance, karmic energy with Pluto and the moon in this chart. Um, there's this element of focusing in on what you really want. We've talked about that and about building your own new shell, as Jen called it, you know. And th there's a real element of, um, what was the term in this again? It was about really diving into exactly what you want, having stepped back with that detachment of the South Node in Aquarius to use the best so that you can move forward. So, you know, it's going to be a challenging eclipse season um you know there's going to be a lot of disruption around and a lot of kind of aggro and things like that but really the opportunities amongst it i often find these bigger opportunities amongst challenging energy rather than kind of floaty along kind of energy that gives you no push to get anything done True, true. And I'm just noticing that Saturn is at four degrees Capricorn and of course Saturn is the one who mm. is that we use this time. It's it's about um what do you call it? It's the the um the crops where um you're gathering the crops. What do you call it? You harvest? harvest right which is it's it's kind of that harvest energy because now we've passed the halfway mark of the year and we're moving into harvest time and it's the sowing what you reap energy mm. and, and saturn really is speaking to that and that four is about making things real it's about laying mm -hmm. a firm solid foundation um and I didn't read the whole sabian thing but after listening to you i wanted to just add that this here the the key word in, in the Sabian symbol is excellence. Mm -hmm. And this is part of this energy. If, if applying ourselves diligently to what we need to do to get where we're going. So instead of being impatient, like I don't want to deal with this. I'm so angry at the other people is applying ourselves diligently to the work at hand because mm -hmm. we know the goal. We can see where we're going. And so we have to, rise above the chatter the, the yelling and focus on where we're going right when uh, it says the degree is an, an overflowing richness of self through its full command of its own deep and genuine potential mm. and when negative superficial self affirmation and unseemingly display so when we're focusing on the excellence on the, the the end result and we're going deep we're allowing this to really change us we're welcoming the change then we do have this incredible opportunity to bring new things around i think it's a really important time for all of us because oh. we have been we have been like children. We've been like, I don't want to do this. I'm going to hide under my rock. Let somebody else take care of it. And um, I love, I, I, I love that you mentioned that Saturn is at four degrees and 43 minutes of Capricorn and this solar eclipse because the lunar eclipse, which we won't be talking about yet, but 
is at four degrees and 44 minutes <laughs> of Leo and Aquarius. So it's almost like Saturn is leading us into this total lunar eclipse, which is actually going to last more than a minute of a full blood red moon on July the 27th. And we'll talk more about that um, in the next podcast. But, but it seems like a fairly good place to end with Saturn leading us at that same <laughs> <laughs> degree <laughs> into the fulfillment of a lunar eclipse at the end of the month would you agree <laughs> absolutely i think it's 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 really uh rather uh wonderful wondrous magical how this all works oh i think it's very weirdly magical <laughs> <laughs> so jen is there anything you want to say to the podcast listeners before we call it a day for this this episode no just focus on where you're going yeah cool and you know for anybody that's listening to the podcast you know through my link or just through finding us anywhere how where can people find you on the web jen at my website jenduchenne.com or on facebook uh, illuminate eight or you can look for me jen duchenne Hmm. instagram how about you louise where can people find you well everything's pretty much under my name louise eddington.com louise eddington astrologer facebook page louise eddington um on instagram i have a facebook group as well called planetary magic and i think you have a facebook group too yes mine is called the uh woo woo weirdo light club <laughs> of the world yeah so come and join us you know wherever you want to wherever you play on the interwebs come and come and join us and come and talk to us um but also subscribe to the podcast you can find it on itunes and iHeartRadio and various podcast places so if you search weirdly magical with jen and lou you will find us to subscribe so thanks for listening everybody and for now it's bye from lou and bye from jen